0: The following is a Live the Dream Media production. Welcome to Conversations with Ed. Please make sure to subscribe and share. Good morning,
1: everybody. Welcome back to another Conversations with Ed. I am so privileged today to have a very good friend of mine and our new police chief, Jeff Bridget. Uh, here today to talk to us about the police department and his route to get here and everything. Welcome, Jeff. Good morning.
0: Thank you for having me on today.
1: And uh, why don't you give us a little background on Jeff, say from high
0: school to police chief. Okay, so uh, well, we'll start from when I grew up. So I grew up on Ryer Avenue, which is right there in what I call Old, old Marana, Northern Marana, Went to Estes Elementary, Marana Middle School, and graduated from Marana High School in 1995. Uh, my my interest in law enforcement probably began my eighth grade year. I was intrigued by it, you know, seeing the officers drive through our neighborhood. Some of them would get out, talk to us, and interact with us. And then I started a career at uh, Pima County Parks and Recreation, and we used to have these, uh, these team dances there, and I would see the officers come in and work off-duty jobs there and talked to them about the law enforcement profession and what they liked about it. And um, I was just intrigued by their conversations, the passion that they had for their their jobs here in Marana. And I really liked the culture uh, of policing and what they talked about. And that was a, a big draw for me. Uh, so uh, after graduating from Marana in 1995, I went to the University of Arizona, uh, finished my degree there in uh, 2000, graduated, uh, did a quick stint, Uh, for the uh, Arizona Department of Juvenile Corrections up at Catalina Mountain School. It's no longer there. Um, And then after that, I applied for the town of Marana in 2002. And then they offered me a job in early January of 2003. And then I began the academy February 21st, 2003. So today actually is my 21st year (laughs) on with the uh, town of Marana Police Department. Wow. That's, you know, uh,
1: from Academy to chief. Yes. Uh, I, I, I've known you for a long time and I, I know that you, you, you always work hard to, to move forward. Uh, I remember when you were a motor officer, Yes, you know, and I think you made Sergeant. So you had to transfer out a motor. Yep. sure. So you, you've done a lot of different things, uh, you know, I want to talk about maybe the personality of the Marana Police Department. You've been a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people uh, look at police, if you look at the uh, television and stuff today, as the enemy. Uh, not in Marana. That's correct. I can tell you, if I say something bad about a police officer, people throw rocks at me in Marana, <laughs> not not at the officer. But, yeah. you know, uh, some of the stuff that's happening in Marana, like, I uh, saw a report a couple uh, years ago that uh, we're doing two or three times the stop we did f- stops we did five years ago, but only riding a third of the tickets.
0: That's correct. What's the ideology behind that? So a lot of it, we look at uh, the education aspect of it. You know, even when I was a motor officer, there you was know, three things we looked at, education, engineering, and enforcement. Um, and it, there has to be a balance in that. You know, we're, we're all human. We make mistakes. And uh, our 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 motto, or I guess you know, one of the things that we strive to is really educating the public on traffic laws. You know, there's a time and place where people need to get a ticket um, because they're they have a history in, inside of our database that we we track and we we take a look at that. And sometimes there's a ticket is used to correct their driving behavior. In some other instances, people are just you know they're zoned out. You know, they're thinking about life. They're not paying attention to you know, the speed limit signs or they miss a stop sign or something like that. So, you know, we, we take those things into consideration um, and that's the education aspect of it. Also engineering, too. If we look at the roadway and, you know, the placement of a stop sign, you know, and somebody, you know, stops beyond the, uh, the stop bar and into the crosswalk, you know, that's a violation. But, you know, in order to see oncoming traffic, they have to move forward, you know, so that way they're not pulling out into a, in front of a, a car, you know, and causing a collision. So there's some other things, uh, like I said, that we all we take into consideration on whether we educate or we enforce, and that means giving a ticket. Wow. Uh, another
1: aspect of, and it, it, we had this last night at our council meeting uh, with Tom Cox, uh, the volunteers in policing, the VIPs, and their interaction with the Miranda Police Department. Could you uh, go into a little detail on that and what they do?
0: Yeah. yeah. So they've been around since January 2004, and they actually just hit 20 years with the Miranda PD. Um, that that program has evolved tremendously. You know, when we initially started it, one of the, the officers who founded that program was Lori Shepard, who now works for the, the town of Miranda. She did a phenomenal job at recruiting uh, some of these individuals to come in. So... What they do is they come out, they go through some training. Uh, Tom Cox is now the lead on that, and there's a few other people as well. And they teach them um, traffic uh, control. Um, they they have uh, they drive through the parking lots here in town of Marana. You know some of the beats that we have where there's you know we have some issues with shoplifting. There's that you know, extra presence there for us. They drive through neighborhoods uh, during the holidays and make sure that. You know we're not dealing with porch pirates or people stealing packages. So what they really do is they fill in all of those little gaps for us that we can't get into. So they're they're a tremendous asset uh, to our department. And you know what we're facing is right now with some of the uh, interchanges closed or roadways because of all the roadway and construction. You know they'll come out and do traffic control for us, which frees up officers to go and you know work out and uh, work and uh, serve the public. So wow. they're 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 a great asset to the department. Well, yeah. Uh... I think most
1: people know that your new chief, Ruben uh, Nunez, retired. That's correct. Yeah. Ruben did a great job, and we wish him well. Yep. Uh, you're kind of uh, making some adjustments in command staff and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, that's correct. So Roberto Jimenez is now our new uh, deputy chief. He got <laughs> pro- promoted effective February 10th. We're currently running a lieutenant's process right now, so we'll fill uh, two lieutenants, and that will be done April fifth, and then the next day, April sixth, on Saturday, Lieutenant De Stefano and Lieutenant Tim Brunencant will be promoted to the rank of captain. And we just finished up a sergeants' process just recently, and we have four sergeants who will be promoted uh, off of that list, which is Kaylee Baker, Travis Napier, Jerry Isigari, and Quan Wynn. All all phenomenal people. So this is this is. Um, Great moves for our PD, um, and to have those people in those leadership roles are just going to drive us forward. It's going to elevate us to another level. Wow. Well, well, I I know most
1: of those people, and I'm I'm thrilled to death for all of them. Uh, can you kind of explain? Uh, we're going to a different process now. We had an assistant chief before. Now we have two captains. And we're are are you spreading out some of the responsibilities now <laughs> through those? Yeah, that's Command correct. Command-level staff?
0: We are. so, And, that, and that's <laughs> the purpose of doing that is to balance out our roles and responsibilities to make us more efficient and internally and externally for the public specifically. So, uh, Lieutenant DeStefano, when he promotes the captain, he'll have our field services division, which is patrol, our community problems unit uh, called DART, criminal investigations. And then Lieutenant Brunicant will be the captain over our support services division, which houses our property and evidence, records, communications, uh, Office of Professional Standards, and our training unit. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> Marana has a
1: reputation. Uh, people in our community, whether they're business leaders or citizens that live here or people that come and recreate, they love our police officers. Yeah. And a lot of that personality of the department comes from the top. Yeah. And is there kind of a, a directive or an ask to these officers on how they interact with the public?
0: You know, I, that starts from <laughs> our, our testing process. You know, when we do our oral boards and probably day one when they come into the written test. You, you, you can look at somebody and tell just based on their body language if they're welcoming or if they're closed off. And those are some of the things that we, we cue in on. And then we have them come to our oral board. So they do two oral boards. One is with uh, some of our officers who have been here tenured and brand new. Um, And then they also do a chief's oral board. So that gives us an opportunity to really look at whether they're a fit for us in our PD. And, you know, some of the things we look for qualities is, you know, somebody who's got a heart of a servant. You know, they're selfless. They're capable. They're willing. They have a great attitude. They have the aptitude, character, and competency. Those are some of the attributes we look for. When we, when we hire these people on. And if you walk around the PD, you'll see that from each and every officer there. So it's nothing that's done by design or we tell them this is the way you need to be. They should already be that, when they, or be that person when they walk through the door. Right. Um, so for us, it's important that they're a fit for what we have and what we've established over 20 years ago before I get, began here, our culture, um, but also a fit for our community. Because you see that when you're out and about, you know, at the parks or you're at the holiday uh, festival, you know, at the, uh, the parade that we have here, Founders Day Parade. And you look at our community, that's exactly what they're about, too. So we look for an officer that's a fit for RPD, but then also a fit for our community, too. Well, I,
1: I really appreciate that. And I, uh, talking to people in the, in the public, uh, they respect our police officers, but there's not a fear of them. They look at those officers as being a person who can help them Correct. or who can work with them or help keep the community safe and everything else. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I'm i just so proud of, of that and what's happening in Marana. Yeah. yeah. So all new chiefs have a kind of a thing that they want to do. You know, I, I've, I've known many. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're the last one I, I work with, Jeff. Yeah. I hope you're here when I'm in the old folks' home. But. I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what what's your
0: dream for Marana Police Department? Any
1: changes you want to make, or things you want to expand, or
0: yeah. what, what are you looking at? So right away, the first thing that you know I've, I've talked to the leadership team about is you know our vision and our mission. Our mission is to provide unparalleled service on and protection and uncompromised integrity, mm-hmm. and that is something that I think started over 20 years ago and then it took Terry, Rosemar and Ruben Nunez to come in and say, you know what, this is what these men and women are doing right now. Let's let's create this mission statement. Um, that won't change. As long as I'm the chief here, that mission statement will stay intact. That's something that I hold near and dear to my heart. And that is the foundation of what we do at the Morana Police Department. Um, so, you know, we have a vision and our vision is to be the safest community in Arizona. And that was something that we adopted back in, uh, January of 2003. Um, and so one of the things that I've talked to the leadership team is that I don't want to change that vision. I want to get the rest of the leadership team in place and take a look at whether we want to change that or not. Um, I will tell you that we did a phenomenal job last year at comb- combating crime in the town of Marana and we did see, uh, a large reduction in our crimes here in the town of Marana. So um, the men and women have done a phenomenal job at keeping our community safe. And part of that goes back to a comment you made earlier about, you know, our officers are, are friendly and people feel comfortable in approaching them. And for us, in order to have a safe community, we have to have that, that open communication, that open dialogue with our community. So if they see something, they feel comfortable in saying something. So for me, the most important thing to moving forward is to make sure that we maintain that that healthy partnership with our community. So so there's no immediate changes on, on my end for now. Uh, we'll probably see them uh, next year once we get the rest of the leadership team in. But at the core of it and our culture, that's the things that we need to maintain moving forward. Wow. Uh, you know, one thing I, I've
1: seen is uh, – or. I see a lot of is interaction with other, other policing entities, whether it's DPS or the Pima County SO or the city or oral Valley. And I know we've shared resources. Uh, We had a problem several years back and Mm -hmm. we needed a bomb dog and we didn't have one. And, and Miranda PD called oral Valley and they were there. And it seemed like 15 minutes to me. I mean, they responded quickly. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about interaction with other policing agencies?
0: Yeah, so we've, uh, we have a few regional partnerships with uh, the county, Oro Valley, TPD, Sabarita, Tucson uh, Airport Authority, and several other agencies <coughs> here in the region. And, and it's just that. You know, you can any of us can reach out and contact anybody on their, their leadership team, and they'll provide the resources for us in a heartbeat and vice versa. Uh, you know, Pima Regional SWAT, that started over – you know 20 years ago you know that concept and we've we've built on that you know pima regional bomb team and now we have the uh pima regional uh, critical incident team that responds out and we investigate major incidents uh, for each other so the partnerships with those agencies like you said has been phenomenal and i think that starts at the top you know each of those leaders that those, those those departments are all on board for it um, and what we're doing, and that whole regional concept. And I think everything is just, it's r- ran really well, really well. You know,
1: I think we're the only agency that has our own dispatch. Pretty much everybody, county, city, everybody uses a dispatch service ex- except for us. And at one time that was an issue because we had a different radio frequency uh, for our personnel. Yeah. Uh, now we're able to use the the common frequency and could you talk a little bit about how important it is to be able to talk to officers from another department
0: in a in a situation yeah for us you know we're so close our jurisdictions with the county and Oro Valley and TPD that you know when they have a major incident let's say a pursuit or or anything and we have to join channels together it's important that we're on the same channel so that way we can de-conflict issues and we know, you know, for example, where a car is traveling to or where a suspect is at. You know, the other a few weeks ago, we had a suspect that fled on foot in our jurisdiction here and we ended up calling out air surveillance to help us out and they patched into our radio system and they're giving mm-hmm. a play-by-play of where this individual is running. So. It's very crucial to our operations for every department to be on that radio channel. And then also have our dispatchers uh, in tune to what's going on as well. So for overall safety of the officers from each department that's involved in that, um, it's very crucial. And I could tell you there's been, you know, some instances here where that's happened and everything has went really well. Well, that's really cool. You
1: know, one other thing that we do that I I, I actually uh, did this as well a few years back is our citizens police Academy. Yes. And I didn't realize how ignorant I was of (laughs) what, what some drugs look like or what different things look like. Can you talk a little bit about that Academy and what it does to help educate citizens in our community?
0: Yeah. So we just, we started one last week as a 13 week Academy. Um, Usually we get about a dozen to 20 people who participate. Uh, it's held every Wednesday at the Miranda Police Department, and they'll receive training from our firearms instructors, our criminal investigation unit will come in and talk about cases. We have our crime scene unit who comes in, and they talk about some of the forensics and things that they do with their job. We have our canine unit come in. They give demos, and then that's when they really talk about, <laughs> you know, the drug-sniffing dogs, et cetera. Right. And then, um, yeah, so there's there's multiple uh, topics that are discussed during that whole entire program. And what it really does is it gives the citizens in Marana a really a inside look at what we do, our daily operations, you know, and then it, it, it just educates them on what we uh, what we provide as well.
1: Well, that's so uh, a citizen in the community can go on the website, I guess, and look for it. Now I'm assuming we will have this academy's full probably, it, but
0: yes, we will have –
1: Academies in the future.
0: Yes, we have Academies in the future, and you just go online, you fill out an application, uh, just a brief application, and they'll do a a quick little background check on you, and then you come in, and the rest is history.
1: Probably one last thing I'd like to hit on is our canine officers. Yeah. Uh, With our new police station, we have excellent facilities now, and I think we have three.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: Could you tell us a little bit about what those canine? Uh, I call them canine
0: officers because they're part of our force. That's correct. Yeah, uh, what they do or what they're trained for. So their primary focus is obviously we have we have narcotics in our area, so right. they focus on that. Where an officer can't really go into a vehicle and find drugs hitting in, in hidden compartments, in um, vehicles, that's where our canines step in. They're also used for building searches as well. And then the thing that people really love about them is the demos that they do at these different functions. So they they have uh, multiple jobs that do, and they wear multiple hats here as well. So you know they're they're not exempt from even taking a shoplifting call. So they yeah. they wear many hats in our in our department. So they're they're the they're the I guess you know one of the backbones to uh, to our department here. Well, I I look at them, I, I call them K nine
1: officers, but uh, you know, there are times that you go to an abandoned building or something, and uh, you can send that canine in correct, to find out if there's anybody in there. Yeah, yeah. Because the one thing I am concerned about is I, I love the men and women that work for our police department, and you do too, mm-hmm. and I don't want any of them getting hurt. Yeah. And those canines can find somebody that could— actually ambush them or something in in an
0: incident. That's correct. Yeah, and they've done, they've had some incidents like that before, especially around here. We have, you know, a bunch of houses going up, apartment buildings, et cetera. And if there's a suspect that runs in there, they can use a dog for a scout to go in there and find them. If we have a suspect that runs from us, uh, same thing there. They can use that to follow the scent and scout and look for that that suspect too. So, yeah, they're definitely, they're truly an asset for us.
1: Has Marana, you started using any robotics in any of the search and stuff yet?
0: We have not. I know uh, EOD does. Uh, that's our bomb, bomb squad, right. the Pima Regional Bomb Squad. They use them. Um, but us specifically, the town of Marana, no, we have
1: not. Well, folks, I think we've, we've hit a whole bunch of things. I want to say personally, uh, I have known Jeff since he was a little kid and my <laughs> daughter was a kid in, in school. I am so proud of you and what you have accomplished and and the leadership you show. And I can tell you, not only talking to the police staff, but citizens in our community, we are absolutely thrilled that you're the new chief. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I look forward to working with you for many years to come. Likewise. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.